Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Welcome back to Speed Street, the first edition of Speed Street post the 2022 IndyCar uh, season. Wrapped up this weekend, Laguna Seca, the corkscrew, a championship battle was won by Will Power. He walks away with his second IndyCar title in his uh, legendary career, so good for Will. It's going to be a different one this week. We got our pal Connor Daly. He is uh, celebrating the 2022 season and 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 a, a Connor fashion, maybe the most Connor fashion that is, and that's being in Las Vegas, probably sitting poolside with uh, you know five five to ten mai tais uh, deep at the moment in uh, beautiful Las Vegas, uh, Sin City with uh, a bunch of our pals. Looks like Hinch, looks like Rossi, looks like Marco. So they're all having a great time, and I'm getting spit up on me by my newborn. But hey. That's what you signed up for, and that's life. So we're going to keep rolling with it. This is Speed Street. It's going to be me and Ben this week. Producer Ben, a couple weeks ago, I was out because my baby boy was just born. Now Connor's living it up in the city that never sleeps. Wait, that's New York. I'm sorry. It's also Vegas, but it's also New York is how it's referenced to. Sin City, whatever. Uh, We got a full show. The season has wrapped up. Um, We have a whole bunch of people talking about a whole bunch of different possible items that are going to happen in the future. We have silly season continuing and it's the off season and really our shows get more and more fun in the off season. I mean, if you were with us before, uh, you know, we got on track this year in late February down in St. Pete. This is before we joined in with Dirty Mo Media. Uh, but Connor and I were doing it on our own and we had a whole bunch of, of, of evergreen shows that were a lot of fun. Just, talking about a bunch of bullshit and, and BSing around, and that's what we're going to be able to get into now, obviously, with some more racing in there, too, because of silly season and all that comes and different aspects of, will Kyle Busch run the 8500, things like that. We're going to get into it. But um, full show, reminder to follow us on socials at Speed Street Pod, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, leave us a rating. Leave us a review. I see that once we were on, uh, Connor went on Dale Jr. Download, and we got some more people over here from that. So that's fantastic. Love seeing your guys' feedback. Love having you follow us online. It's very good. Ben, what's up, my man? I got to get to you. Um, you're going to be co-hosting with us this week. We love it. How are you, man? How was your first NFL week one? Your Vikings look good. Oh, I'm I'm pumped. I'm doing fantastic. Great intro, by the way. Um, side note about Connor, I was telling you before we started recording, but I texted you guys this morning. I was like, all right, Connor's in Vegas. Let's see if we can like coordinate something. And I was like, there's a three hour time difference. It's 920. There's two options, basically. He's either not going to answer because he's sleeping or not going to answer because he's at the pool already having a good time. So, um, but yeah, NFL wise, 
I'm so happy. Great. 1-0. Beat the pack. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Not only did you guys beat him, you absolutely slaughtered him. You had Aaron Rodgers throwing a pissy fit on the sideline. It was a, it was a great weekend for you. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, we got um, the wrap-up of the 2022 season. Will Power wins. Congrats to him. Hats off to him. Uh, Joseph Newgarden coming from the back of the pack, just absolutely hauling ass out there at Laguna Seca. Uh, and we wrapped up what was a really uh, historic and memorable season in IndyCar. You have Scott Dixon uh, passing Mario Andretti for second all-time in IndyCar wins when he won up in Detroit. And then you have Will Power, who then tied and then this past weekend passed Mario Andretti for the greatest qualifier in the history of IndyCar. So a very historic, a very memorable IndyCar season in 2022 um, a, a great Indy 500, I thought, where you had a two-lap dash after a red flag, you know, for for everything there, where we saw our pal Marcus Erickson was able to win that one. Um, and then also we, we joined Dirty Mo Media. And so, again, we, we put out a social media post about it. We started the season without having the backing of Dirty Mo and Dale Jr. and Mike and Ben and everybody on that team. And, and now we're, 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 we're a part of it, and we've been a part of it, and we look forward to continuing to be a part of it and count down the days until 2023. So it was a big – Big season overall. Um, what was your week? I know with football and everything, Ben, did you get a chance to have on that second or third screen or maybe the first screen for the IndyCar race on Sunday? We had, I think, at one point, four screens on. We had our living room TV, nice. and then my roommate brought his other TV downstairs kind of at this like cutaway from the kitchen, kind of a bar area, sort of. Had a TV there. I had my laptop on Peacock at the IndyCar race, and my roommate had uh, another one. We got Sunday ticket. He was watching whatever. He, he watched his Patriots lose, so I didn't really care about that much, too much. But, uh, yeah, we had the whole spread. What about you? I saw I saw you got your son already into football and everything. How's that been going? Yep. Any issues with that? Is he is he taking a liking to it so far, if you can tell? <laughs> you know, my boy is 1-0 as a Steelers fan in his life, so they wrapped up the preseason on my birthday, and then he came two days later. So that was his first football, his Perfect. first Steelers action. He's 1-0. He was wearing the suit, had the little baby terrible towel love on. Got to love it. Um, and you know what? He didn't wake up whenever you know, me, my dad, and my brother-in-law, my sister, and my mom, we were all screaming at the TV throughout the entire game because the Bengals Steelers was just – Oh, I mean, it almost makes me not want to watch anymore because it just makes you so sick and so stressed out. But um, that's why you ride. And he didn't wake up one time. So I was proud of the kid for sure. Also had the IndyCar race on, no doubt. Um, and then what, you know, I've mentioned multiple times that Will Power, hats off to him. Big congrats. Two-time champ. Looked good. Kept it clean. What he had to do, right? Finished on the podium. But what was most important is just staying clean. Finishing uh, to where it wasn't a disaster and he would lose out on the Astro Cup. He did he, he did exactly that, right? But yep. I think when you look at it, I mean, Alex Pillow, talk about a three-day stretch that he has had. Absolutely dominant in the race on Sunday. I mean, I, I flipped it on, I'd say probably 40 laps in maybe. I flipped it on after, you know, the heart attack of the Steelers. I could finally focus on something else. And I see that he's up by 30 seconds. I mean, he's got a 30 second lead. And so I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, not just, just hopping into it. I'm like, maybe it's a strategy play here, hasn't pitted, you know, it'll cycle through. And then he just maintained that throughout the entire race. Yeah. Absolutely dominant in the 10 Ryan. Finishes the season. You know, last year he finishes the season coming off a win and then and Laguna Seca wrapping up the IndyCar title. This year is out there, Laguna Seca gets a win again. And then he comes in the next few days and we wake up this morning on Wednesday morning 
and we have the announcement from him and from Chip Ganassi Racing, hey, sorry for all the craziness this past two or three months since July, but uh, going to be back in the 10 ride with Chip Ganassi Racing in 2023 and beyond. What a few days for that guy after right. for a while there, we talked about on this show, there just seemed to be this terrible loneliness and, and, and this kind of weird aura about him around the paddock and the garages on the pit. And now all of a sudden he's walking off the season with a dominant win and going into 2023 still in the 10 ride and fantastic position. It's like it never even happened. Right. And he's still got ties to McLaren too. He's still going to be able to test some F1 stuff next year apparently. So he didn't yeah. even completely sever ties, which it's like, huh? <laughs> I mean, absolute. I mean, it's it's insane to think where we were end of July, all of August. Um, you know, re- really even lean up this weekend. Like from what we knew, it was, hey, you know, Pelot's going to finish out this season. It's been a really weird, tumultuous two months. And then we don't really know what the hell is going to happen in 2023. It goes from that, worst case scenario almost, to – Somehow dominating the last race of the year, staying in that ride, and like you mentioned, oh, by the way, what he was really gunning for, that that chance at the F1 ride with McLaren, still somehow works out a way to do that. I don't know how it happened. I got to do more research. Maybe we should have Marshall Pruitt on or, or, or someone. I don't Maybe Jeremiah Morrill. I mean, he knows everything about IndyCar and, and Alex Below. He would probably text me after listening to this and, and, and tell me what happened. But, I mean, to be able to get that combination of things. Yeah. <laughs> It went from management being cast out to seed to maybe Alex took over and he's doing doing it the right way now. I don't know how he did it, but man, I gotta I gotta applaud that. I was gonna say really we're gonna stand on this boat where that is managers were supposed to be on according to uh, Mr. Daly. So, right, I don't know. I, I, new team? Did he did he bring him back in and say, hey, you can guys can get a second chance? I'm a nice guy, you know. What's which I highly doubt that's the case, but I'm curious if what's what's gonna go beyond that like like you have colton herta that's going into f1 and you have all these other 15 billion other people trying to vibe for mclaren like does that bring a Pato stock down within there. the organization pato's there yep Pato um, was there today one of our uh we had a particular guest that we were trying to get on a week or two ago and we're still gonna try to get on the future and apparently could still be vying for a mclaren spot according to connor so i, I don't i'm curious where stock is kind of mclaren going forward yeah no, for sure. I mean, I, I mentioned my buddy Jeremiah. He did he did message me with a quote um, from Racer.com. Racer understands that Pelot's desire for increased compensation has been met. So that was another part of it where you're looking at, you know, another of the seemingly four to five to ten reasons why he was leaving Chip Ganassi to then go to McLaren. One of those was being that you got a dude who's finished runner-up in the Indy 500 who's won an IndyCar title and – and his first, you know, year or two w- w- within the team, and he's getting paid on that rookie deal. Hey, I want these numbers up. I mean, I am a valuable asset here. I have proven that I'm a valuable asset here. I need to be paid that way. And apparently, that is another one of the things that he's been able to work out, where he's going back happily to Chip Ganassi. He gets a little compensation up. I guess. Oh, good for him. I'd like to uh, meet whatever team decided that. Right. Yeah. Um. So, so just, uh, and we tweeted it from Speed Street Pod. Follow us at Speed Street Pod, Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, you know, what a, what a long, long, long and interesting road it's been with, with Palo and Ganassi, and it, and it truly has been. You know, this is something that I feel like they're going to write about. And yeah, you know, I'm reading that indie split book right now. You know, this is a story that 40, 50 years from now, 
uh, you know, when, when my grandson or whoever hopefully is reading about IndyCar and the history of it, you know, that he'll be reading about of just this, this, this weird fiasco that we had in the summer and, and, and early fall of 2022 with Alex Blow and Chip Ganassi. And now 2023, it's all, it's all looking to work out. And I was really, really excited about it because all along, whether it was him going to F1, which wasn't likely, right, but he could have been vying for it. But also, there was a little bit of chatter, Ben. I don't know if you remember about – we don't know if he'll even be in a ride at all in 2023. Yeah, yep, yep. F1, IndyCar, it could get that bad. So I think it's a giant win. I know it's a giant win for IndyCar as a series, you know, as a sport, to have a driver of the, 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 uh, the, the capability and the talent of Alex Pillow back again for a team chip ganassi that he's already proven that he's going to be there for the championship fight he's going to be there week in week out he's going to be there in the indy 500 whether it's qualifying whether it's race day where he's going to be in the fight and i think it's i think it's great the more it's like in pitching you know it's like in baseball and football right in baseball you can never have enough pitching in football you can never have a, a, enough quality offensive line depth and racing just get the best drivers out there, get them behind the wheel, and let them go at it. And, and so the fact that we're going to continue to have Alex Plow in 2023 and beyond, absolutely love it. think it's massive because what a tragedy that would have been if that kid wouldn't have been able to be behind the wheel of a car in 2023. It would have been awful. Right. Even think about I, – I, it, it makes sense in the broader things, but the fact that that seat is now closed, which I know – that was a topic that we've been talking about the last week or two. It's like, all right, like that 10 seat pretty much seems like it's going to be open. Like who, if there was anything in the works to potentially set up to have somebody replace Plo, but now they don't have to. So that closes up a seat. So now we kind of have to look at see, all right, like that checks that off the list. Like what else in silly season is going to go on the next few months? So. Yep. And then right off of that, we have the announcement from Aaron McLaren that Felix Rosenquist is going to be back with them and not just back with them, but back with them in the IndyCar series in 2023 in the number seven car. And they're going to go with the three team of Pato Award, Felix Rosenquist, and Alex Rossi. So another question checked off the board. Rosenquist back in the seven. That's where he's going to be. What 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 ride will Rossi be? Will it be, you know, will it go like five, six, seven? That's what I've heard. Jeremiah told me that. Uh, would it go... Um. Yeah, there's a, there's a few different options, right? We don't really know, I guess, exactly what Rossi will be in because Pato's five, Felix is seven. They're keeping that. Um, uh, but then you add Rossi over there, and I mean, my God, what a strong, great lineup! What 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 a great lineup for that team! Phenomenal lineup. But also, what a strong 2022 Felix Rosenquist had. Right, I mean. When you think about it, with everything that was going on, with all the rumor, not even rumors, it was fact that another driver who's won an Indy 500, who's really freaking good, is coming over to that team. And 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 at that moment, when that's announced, it looks like it's your ride. And the fact that he continued to go out there weekend after weekend, race after race, and was able to put together quality results, not only in qualifying, but at the races themselves, top fives, top sevens, podiums. I mean, again, hats off to Felix Rosenquist because that dude knew what the situation was, had all that pressure, 
had Rossi breathing down his neck, not only on the track, but obviously coming for his seat. And he was able to put together a season to where they said, you know what? You were so good that we can't deny you. We got to bring you back. You showed to us, you know, what we wanted to see. You showed that you belong. Not that he hadn't shown that before, but just with all of those circumstances around him. And he was able to go out and do that. I mean, what a story there for Felix Rosenquist. And like you said, Rosenquist, Rossi, award. Ooh, that's a strong yeah. team, bro. Yeah, I think getting Rossi in there and keeping Rosenquist, obviously having Pato, I think he'll bring that good veteran kind of, I know he's not super old, but kind of that like could be a little more of a mentor to Pato and be a little more of a mentor to Felix because, you know, they're experienced racers, but just, you know, younger on the scale when it comes to IndyCar. So I think that'll be very interesting to see how that dynamic plays out. And it leaves room. They can probably feel the fourth car for the 500. Just saying. So Ooh. is there maybe, you know, you know, it's a Chevrolet team. There's a certain somebody that uh, got a new uh-huh. announcement going to a Chevy team that might want to run the 500. That's a phenomenal point you make right there, Ben. And what a segue, because that was a major thing we want to talk about. And it came out yesterday as not only one, you have Kyle Busch, you know, making the announcement that he's going with Richard Childress Racing. Uh, in the number eight car, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Starting in 2023. Yep. Right? So you have that announcement. But then on top of that, it's brought up the Indy 500. And he says, quote, I can do it. Any Chevrolet IndyCar teams, call me up. Now, he did, you know, on the on that's the headline grabber, right? So then on the other side, he was kind of like, no, it wasn't like a priority for me to go to Richard Childress Racing, right? Like, I'm not like, that's not the main thing that I'm focusing on is to run the Indy 500. But he did say, I can do it. Any Chevrolet teams, hit me up. Aaron McLaren, Chevrolet team. Ben makes a great point. Maybe a fourth ride there next May of 2023. That gets me fired up just thinking about it. Absolutely. And um, what's really kind of interesting about that is I think he's had he's wanted to do it for a while. But, again, this whole deal with Joe Gibbs coming out and how maybe they weren't really trying to buy or try to get him a lot of sponsors to stay in the 18 and everything he was ultimately the guy that said no you're absolutely not running the 500 so again like you said it's not that richard is saying like yeah go for it it's just like yeah like you can you're able to do that i don't think he's gonna push it but uh, i would love to see it i think we haven't had a guy that's done the double since kurt i believe uh 2014 ish did he do the double that year he did yeah i know okay yeah so he ran 2013 2014 ran really well yeah, ran really well. Yeah, I think a guy like sick. Kyle. Yeah, yeah, really, really well. Um, and just he doesn't have any open wheel experience, which is just really interesting. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting to see how that shift to RCR is going to play out because again, you have him going to the eight, which means our guy Tyler Reddick, probably obviously getting booted out of that. Is he going to stay with RCR? Is he? going over to 2311 early. Is he going to another team? Is he sitting out for a year? That's a whole ordeal that has to be figured out in the next few months as well. There's all these dominoes that happen, right? So many dominoes that happen. This happens. Okay, now where's this driver going to go? What's going to happen with this seat? It's totally fascinating to watch. It really is. Um, posted that Kyle Busch uh, quote onto Speed Street on Instagram and just asked for people's thoughts. Uh, you know, right off the bat, Yes, in all caps. Oh, shit. And then you have somebody, no, we don't need any more bumper car drivers (laughs) in any car. JJ Brown, I like it. Maybe ECR. Um, Somebody else threw that out to me. Maybe Ed Carpenter. I don't know. But you mentioned, I mean, they are Chevrolet, so it makes sense. Um, 
you have somebody who says, I'd like to see it. I don't think he can jump in and be good. So it'll be entertaining. NASCAR is a joke. Well, I mean, like we mentioned there, he, his brother came in in 2014 and, and finished sixth, right? Had a really good showing. Hmm. Um, but like, whether you think it'd be good, whether you think he'd be trash, whether you think that he would run away with it because you think NASCAR is just the premier racing series in the world, what what you cannot argue is that Kyle Busch running the Indy 500 would be entertaining, would be intriguing, would bring eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Those Absolutely. are three things that you can't argue about if Kyle Busch was behind a ride in the entire, well, for at least two weeks in the month of May, qualifying, practicing, and getting ready to run the Indy 500. Those three things are undeniable. Mm-hmm. And so I, I said you have to embrace it as IndyCar fans, as fans of the 500. You, you can't say, no, no, we don't want you. What do you mean you don't want somebody like that to come over and run the greatest race in the world? Put it in. I say, you know, I, I, I wish, you know, we already have the best drivers in the world, right? And, and and they're there in the month of May, and they're doing their thing. But I'm like, I, look, look, bring in Kyle Busch, bring in Max Verstappen. I know he doesn't want to, and I gotta <laughs> again, I gotta, I gotta applaud Kyle Busch for saying I can do it. Let's fucking go. I don't care. I, I'll do it because he got all those Marys over there in F1. Uh, I don't, I don't see the need to do that. All right, you know, <laughs> like you want to talk about being the best racing series in the world, best drivers in the world, and you shy away from doing that. So I, I say Fernando Alonso, he's already done it. Bring him back over. Let's get Alonso. Let's get Kyle Busch. Let's find them some rides in there. Give him a shot to go out there and qualify. See if they can make the field, right? For Kyle Larson in too. He's one of them. Kyle Larson, you know, add in with all of our fantastic best drivers in the world who go out there and do it every month of May, every single day, practicing, qualifying, you know, going 230 miles an hour the entire month. And then add in these drivers from these other series who, hey, let's test them out. Let's bring in some eyeballs. Let's bring in some intrigue. What's it like that I'm thinking of here? It's like there was like a game show or something back in the day. Or where you bring in like somebody from a different field or a different sport, and you, I'm, I'm there's a phrase that I know somebody will tweet at me that I'm looking for, um, but kind of like a ringer, I guess you know what I mean. Like, yeah, bring in a yeah. ringer from NASCAR, bring in yep. a ringer from Formula One. Let's get it going, right? Yeah, I might be thinking of something else, but I also like think about five years ago if you asked yourself if. Like Jimmy Johnson was going to be running in any 500, running any car full time. Kyle Busch moving over Chevy and potentially wanting to run the, you know, any 500 and try out that whole thing. Like, I want to believe it. I think, I mean, there's plenty of great drivers out there in America and across the world that could come over and I think compete and do well. And I don't really see why we need to shy away from it. Again, like you said, it's going to be huge. Even if you're not a fan of either, people are going to watch it because it's gonna be entertaining and what if he does if he does well if he does poorly whatever like it's cool to see like worlds colliding i guess a rising tide raises all ships take one out of connor's uh quote book so yeah connor roger pinsky big believers in that quote and i just don't i'll never understand why having that attitude that kind of mindset or outlook about you know bringing more attention bringing more eyeballs bringing more entertainment value to the sport the series the race that you love so much i just don't i i will never understand why that's a bad thing i think it should be encouraged i'm certainly encouraging it and 
I, I, I feel like I, I would encourage others to do the same thing. So they keep an eye on it. Is it likely? Probably not. But again, I mean, I wouldn't put it past anything, put anything past Kyle Bush, certainly coming on to a new team where, you know, I'm sure one of the, um, main attractions to it, right? Kind of like what you said is it feels like there's got to be a little bit more freedom, a little bit more KFB being in charge there. Could be. Yeah. He, um, I know with a lot of his negotiations with other teams, he was trying to maybe get a little bit of ownership in some of the teams, not the case with Richard Childress, but, uh, I mean, I think it'd be a good parent. I think they need a little bit of a revival kind of over their RCR. Um, again, I would like to see them run Reddick in a third car, but uh, I think it'll be a good step for him. Like he kind of compared it to him leaving Hendrick, going over to Joe Gibbs, and now from Joe Gibbs to RCR. You hope that, you know, maybe he's towards on the back end of his career. So he wants to do more of, um, of what he can before he uh, kind of loses some of his edge. Uh, big congrats to Christian Lungard. Uh, Christian Lungard, Smithstein, Schneidville. Mm-hmm. Uh, he snagged the 2022 uh, Rookie of the Year in IndyCar. Is between him and David Malukas. And I, I think they're both phenomenal young drivers. Super happy to have both of them a part of the series. I think the future is bright for them continuing to um, build their resume in IndyCar. Uh, which is fantastic. Um, but yeah, I mean, Lundgaard, he really, in, in the way I see it, he kind of flew, kind of flew under the radar, you know? I mean, Malukas got a lot of, and well-deserved, right? Um, he, he Malukas to me kind of seemed like the darling, the Twitter darling, the TV broadcast darling. You know, he's, he's, he's palling up with, with Newgarden and McLaughlin and, and Newgarden saying, he remind you remind me of, of me 10 years ago. Right. Um, but then all the while Lungard's out there and, and, and he's constantly finding himself, um, you know, moving on to the fast 12, getting up in the fast six on podiums, right. Uh, just having really solid, good quality weekends overall. And there you have it. 2022 rookie of the year right there to Christian Lungard, probably the brightest note I would say for Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan in 2022, mm-hmm. which is great. I guess. I mean, if you're going to have one, Hey, have the young guy who, we got, and we're going to have for a little bit. Right. Yeah. I was going to say it, it's especially impressive for him just because of how much they struggled this year and um, they got better towards the end. I mean, he ran great uh, kind of the tail end of the season, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited uh, kind of to see how they're going to progress next year. I think when we had grandma on, uh, was that like a month ago or so they said they're putting their heads down they're working just to try to, I don't know, keep it going. And I think he, uh, Graham even kind of showed that. I think the last two races that they're just slowly like kind of breaking back into the top 10 kind of right at the end there. So, um, yeah, good for him. I, re- I really like Christian. I enjoyed, uh, kind of what he's doing towards the end of the season. For sure. And he, he's a fun personality as well. You know, Malukas, and I think that's so important, right? They're, they're engaged online. They're a fun interview, whether you get them on a podcast or you get them on TV with, with Kevin Lee or Townsend Bell or whoever, Hinch, whoever it is. Uh, so I think it's great for the series. It's important. Uh, let's wrap up the championship standings. Just, just you know, kind of put a bow on the, the 2022 season. Will Power obviously uh, takes home the title, his second. Joseph Newgarden just misses out on his third. Scott Dixon uh, finishes third and just misses out on his seventh. Uh, the, again, we, we talked about it last week in the past couple of weeks, but you know, Scotty Mack, man, I mean, just 
the you you compared him to the leap that Joe Burrow and the Bengals made, which was spot on last week uh, in our NFL IndyCar parallels. Um, but I mean, Scott McLaughlin comes over. He you know has a real up and down, really down for him and his standards year in 2021, right? In his first year in IndyCar. Uh, and then his second season just comes out, finishes fourth in the standings, uh, wins three races, uh, just, you know, could have won five. You know, when you think about Texas and when you think about Nashville, those were two of the closest finishes we've had in a long time in IndyCar. And, um, and he, he, you know, he, he, he was on the short end and stick on both of them. Uh, so he very easily could have been, you know, in Joseph Newgarden's place, winning, winning five races instead of three. Uh, but he did wind up with three, three wins, a very impressive season for Scotty Mack. And, and, you know, I think you look 2023 and beyond, he signed that contract extension with Penske. You just know year in and year out every weekend, Scotty Mack's going to be right there. Yeah. And uh, when Connor and I were on the episode, when you just had your kid, we talked about, um, kind of who we thought was going to be more of a favorite going into it. And I was kind of indecisive on, um, I kind of called Joseph being the guy that was going to eventually take the leave of powers, able to hold it down, obviously, but it's Connor call it. He's like, I think Scotty Max is going to go into Portland and absolutely dominate. He's going to win there. He's going to go into Laguna and just give her all the hell that he can. And he was pretty much spot on with that. So um, I've always enjoyed watching him come over from the V8 supercar. Seems like an awesome guy. And uh, yeah, I mean, the jump that he made from year one to year two is going to be awesome. I can't wait to see what, how he's going to next year. Yeah, no doubt. wonder if we'll run the yellow submarine again. And um, I, I hope so. I, yeah, I hope so. I, I, I love seeing that car anytime Me, they can run it. That was like one of my favorites. Me too. Um, Steady Eddie, Alex Pillow, uh, fifth overall. Again, dominated this past weekend to finish off the year. Marcus Erickson, sixth, the Indy 500 winner in 2022. Paddle Awards seven, Rosenquist eight. So you got the back to back, uh, Aaron McLaren. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, just there's two guys who are just really consistent throughout the entire year. They finished seven, eight, two Andretti's with Rossi and Herda, nine and 10. Uh, Graham Rahal, VK, Grosjean, Lingard, Pagano, Malukas, Connor Daly wraps up in 17th. Elio Castro Neves, Takuma Sato, Jimmy Johnson finishes the year 21st. Um, yeah, I mean, you keep going down, but most of the people beyond that were just kind of one-offs for the 500 or people who just did ovals. Um, so, you know, again, you have a wide variety there in the top 10, uh, all three Penske's within the top four, um, three Ganassi's in the top six, and then you get, uh, Aaron McLaren and Andretti, uh, to, to wind out the top 10, right? So, uh, round out the top 10, I should say. So, Diverse cast there of uh, top 10 finishers. Uh, but again, I think if you, you know, go back to February of 2022 before St. Pete, you know, the, a lot of these names would have been popping up in the top 10. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the biggest surprise for me, I guess, was just wanting to kind of see Colton Herta take a little bit more of a step up in this. And just, I thought he would have been a little bit higher. I know he kind of was, hit or miss on either going up there leading laps or, you know, getting some trouble and everything. But uh, I don't know. We'll see if uh, getting a little couple more F1 tests, uh, if he ends up back in the car next year, we'll uh, get him going. So no new news on that, right, about him getting an F1 seat. I, no. I think they just said it is down to him and uh, somebody else. Um, I think it was Derveas or something. One of the Williams guys, like the filling guy that they're, um, gonna test them too and kind of go with that. So no new news on that, I guess. 
And they really, you know, they downplayed it a lot this weekend, both he and his dad, Brian. Any quote that you saw, you know, uh, you know, a lot of steps to be, I'm not really sure. I don't know. I wouldn't want to get it this way, blah, blah, blah. Right. But you just, you're right. You know, because coming into the season, I picked Colton Herter to win the series. And I think I picked him to win the 500. Uh, I mean, I, I was like, you know, this, this kid, everything that we talk about, know about him. And one of the main reasons why he's getting so much love for F1 is all the reasons why I picked him for those things. Right. But you, you just, you got to wonder a little bit how much all of that kind of hanging around, weighing over them, how much of that played a role in, you know, pretty up and down kind of, yeah, for at least Colton Hurd, a middle of the pack type of mm-hmm. year in 2022, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Rossi finishes out, you know, strong with Andretti's last Andretti uh, race a season with that team after a long run with them, long, very successful run. Uh, finishes in the top ten. There, I was glad to see him get 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 back in victory. Um, you know, uh, in, in victory lane in 2022 had been far too long. So that's another highlight from the year, I think. Um, is Rossi taking a checkered flag again and and you know sending him off in a decent way uh, to a new squad. But yeah, man, that's that's 2022 in a in a, in a nutshell. Um, I did see. I wanted to get to real quick. Um, with all the commotion that Zach Brown has been going through <laughs> for months now, um, I did see that he mentioned some things in his announcements today about IndyCar and things that need to be need to happen moving forward. Um, he said that obviously IndyCar needs new, faster cars, and they need a greater footprint on USA's East Coast, on the United States East Coast, and that's a great point. You look at it right now. What's the east easternmost race that IndyCar has right now? Mid Ohio, Detroit. Um, yeah, Mid Ohio is further than Barber. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be Mid Ohio. I'm assuming. Yeah, I think that's the eastern. I mean, I mean Toronto, right? But Which, if we're talking across the, US, the border, yeah. but U.S. Yeah, I mean that's a. So yeah, I mean you you have. Midwest, love it, right? You got you got Indy, obviously, Detroit, Road America. I mean, we know these Mid Ohio, Nashville now in the Southern Mid, uh, Barber. Uh, you go out to Iowa now that we brought back, which is a huge success, one of the highlights of 2022. Love it, so glad it's there again. And then you go out west, and there's a ton of west, but then you don't. It's Mid Ohio. We talked about the Graham Ray Hall, Pittsburgh. Right. That's that's one of the towns. That's one of the cities that, you know, it's not it's it's not super east. But it's further than where we're at. Um, you know, Cleveland is another one that people yep. have talked about. People are raving about on, um, on on our social media pages, you know. So it's just like, OK, we know that that needs to happen. Now, where will it happen and when will it happen? Mm hmm. You know, because you're shutting off an, an an entire portion of the United States that you know is 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 touristy. That there's dollars there. There's big sponsors there. You know, um, let me look on the link here and see exactly if he kind of diverges on motorsport.com. I think Road he Atlanta said, would be an awesome one to bring in. Where Road Atlanta? They do 
they do yeah. a lot of sports car stuff there. I think that'd be awesome to kind of get in that market. Let's see if he gives anybody. I think we can still enhance the schedule on the East Coast. That's kind of all he said, really. Um, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Uh, Brown said he was easy regarding where, in particular, IndyCar should target its East Coast expansion. Anywhere. New York, Philly, Jersey, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. I'd go back to Meadowlands, although I'd like to see a different layout. As much as I love some of the up-north road courses, I think it's got to be a street race. Even D.C., there was an ailment. ALMS, is that right? Yep, American Le Mans series. Yeah, something like that. I was talking with Mark Miles, Penske Entertainment, the CEO. We need to do a heat map of all the stadiums and convention centers as they seem to be the best place to look. Long Beach is around a convention center. Toronto is around a convention center. Nashville is around a stadium. Look at where all the convention centers and sports stadiums are on the East Coast and see if that's a place to start. Love it. Mm. Absolutely love it. I know that Nazareth PA is a huge, you know, grounding space for for IndyCar and for racing. You know, it's the home of the Andretti's. Um, you know, Nazareth, uh, you know, Motor Speedway that that uh, Nazareth Speedway used to be. They used to go to. Um, you know, there the, 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 there's a staple there. There's a hold there. So PA, whether it's Philly, whether it's Pittsburgh, whether it's Nazareth, you know, mm-hmm. um, could be a good thing, great thing. Especially, it's you know creeping out a little further east. You know what I mean. Yep. Um, so I, yeah, I said get creative, man. Throw it, throw it to the wind. Let's get out yeah. there. Yeah. You know, is there any ideas or any places like that that stand out to you in that that list? I mean, if we're going kind of more upper east coast, um, DC would be super interesting just because of the proximity of Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore. I don't. IndyCar went there for a couple of years. I don't remember if it was like super successful or anything, but. I guess that would be an option to kind of go back up there. I would love personally to see something up by Boston. I think that would be awesome market to kind of get up there, talk about sports town and everything. Um, I mean, Formula E does a does a New York race. So probably if you have the loud Indy cars, it's probably not going to be as easy to do. But I mean, Philly's right there. Um, I mean, even going back to Watkins Glen, like I know it's more upstate New York, but I mean, that's that's one track I think most drivers love. So I think that would honestly be an option, but uh, yeah, I, I'd yeah, love to true. maybe even see them go to like a, I don't know. What if they went to like a college campus? Like they have the, I don't know. They got the big stadiums. They can like, if you kind of go upper East coast, West Virginia is kind of more up in the mountains. That'd be kind of something cool pit. I mean, they play at Heinz field, but like doing a partnership there would be super cool. Um, I'm biased, but even, I mean but... The, the articles are written about it. Ganassi's talked about it. Rails talked about it on our, on our show. Obviously, like I said, I'm biased, but you know, I I think Pittsburgh getting boots back on the ground, getting getting cars back on the ground in PA, a new city, a great sports city, you know, an atmosphere that you can really build a lot of hype around. More bridges, yellow bridges. There's water right there. Um, would definitely love that would definitely be a yeah. fan favorite for me yeah. to see that. And I think it would make a lot of sense considering PPG paints, PNC tie with Chip Ganassi. There's just a lot. And I mean, Ray Hall is very powerful out there. You go out there, you see, you know, Ray Hall perform or uh, Ray Hall dealership stuff out there all over the place. Just makes a lot of sense to me, man. I really think that could be a good way to kind of creep out there, start heading out that way. But you got people in power. You got people who have a whole hell of a lot of money who are starting to, you know, I, I know they've seen that, but they're, you know, we're pushing it. So I'd like to think that 
sooner rather than later, we're going to see something like that. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Pittsburgh would be awesome. Um, it's just like I enjoy the street races, but um, I think you can still kind of balance it out with like permanent tracks too. But uh, I like if we're going to sure. go to a new city, I think that'd be the first one I'd want to go to. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. Absolutely. Um, all right, man. What else do we need to get to? You want to fill us in on the NASCAR world here real quick. Give us a give us a NASCAR update. What's to come? What's happened? Yeah, so uh, we talked about Kyle Busch going to RCR. Um, Boris Redica lands. That's very much up in the air. It could be Denny Hamlin going into buyout uh, for him. Could it be him sending him going to a lower team with a little bit of backing? That's always interesting. Um, we had Kansas this last weekend. Paul Wallace gets his first win of the year. That was super cool. I mean, he dominated the last part part of the race uh, in the 45, which was uh, pretty cool to see. Um, we got Bristol coming up. It's a cutoff race. Um, we got, I think, 10th through 15th on the playoffs. It's separated by like 15 points or something like that. Um, so it's Bristol. Anything could happen. Uh, so excited to see how that's going to go as uh, NASCAR continues the playoffs. What's our guy Chase Briscoe needed to do? Can I get a Briscoe update? Let's uh, let's see here. I think he is under the cutoff line. I don't think he had too good of a Kansas uh, race. Let me see here. He's 65 points behind currently. I, I think that that's got to be must win. I mean, if not, he should definitely treat it like that. Yeah, he's on the bubble presented by – well, I'm not going to give him free ads. Uh, <laughs> he, he's – He's 15th right now in the playoff push, nine points back from the from the line. Yep. Let's see. So if it ended right now, it'd be Harvick, Briscoe, Dylan, and Kyle Bush are all. Let's see. Yeah. So where would be my looking at this wrong? I got Bell, Byron, Hamlin, Logano, Blaney, yeah, Bowman, Chase Elliott. It's on the NASCAR app okay. for the playoffs. Yeah, I think racing reference is kind of screwed up. Let's see. And then the bottom, yeah, the the four out or on the bubble is Kyle Busch, Austin Dillon, Chase Briscoe, and Kevin Harvick. Gotcha. Yeah, Harvick too had an absolutely uh, abysmal another abysmal round. So, and he's been sounding off on the whole safety thing. Like Harvick's kind of just the more that he's kind of uh, whoops. The, the older he's, he's getting, kinda, the more the older he's getting, the more he's talking, which I love it. I thought it was absolutely great. He's sounding off in the safety in the next gen cars too. So he's like, I'm bottom, I'm 16th in points. Like, I don't care. I'm just gonna say yeah. whatever I want. So that's uh, definitely Good. interesting to see. But, love it. Yeah, all so right, I think man. that's that's NASCAR. So that's a NASCAR right there, brother. Um, all right. What's uh let's get to uh, our Ricky Treadway ran mini five hundred driver of the week, which by the way, uh, our buddy Billy Mack actually sent me this eBay link. There is a die cast for an Indy 500, the Indy 500 ride of uh, Ricky Treadways that's out there. Oh, no way. Okay. That I need to buy. That we we might have to put on the company card and get it as a mascot for the show. I'm, I'm um, because it looks pretty down. slick. Yeah. yeah. I'll call so we'll talk to Mike right and, uh, <laughs> yeah, call Mike and, and Dale Jr. See if we can do it. But all right. Ricky Treadway, random Indy 500 driver of the week to wrap things up. All right. So I've been tasked with the, this week we're going to go back to 1956 uh was one the race was won by pat flaherty i'm probably absolutely butchering that uh that's f-l-a-h-e-r-t-y oh, fun fun fact about him yeah he was uh he was bartending he was uh tending a bar 
in, I believe, Chicago. Um, uh, wasn't even driving. And this opportunity came in um for him to race the Indy five hundred and he went out there and he won the fucking thing. Well, there we yeah. go. That's that could be our random one right there. <laughs> well, I think we might have already done I don't know. Maybe. Go ahead with yours. Go ahead with yours. But um I'm going with Tony Bettenhausen. I don't believe we've done this one. Um he is let's see, I had a list. He is from I just had it pulled up. From Tinley Park, Illinois. There it is. He's got the name Tinley Park Express was his nickname in honor of his hometown. Um, also, Tunney, T-U-N-N-E-Y, after a heavyweight boxing champ, Gene Tunney, which later became Tony, which is interesting. Let's see. He ran actually an F1 as well, but he made several Indy 500 starts kind of throughout – uh, the years, I believe it was 1946 to 1961. Uh, did not qualify for the last one, but did attempt it. Let's see here. Dang. He was, ki- he was killed May 12th, 1961 in a crash at Indy while testing a Sterling Motor Freight special vehicle for Paul Russo. Car smashed into the outside wall of the track and then rolled 325 feet along the barrier. Car came to a rest in a grassy plot between the wall and grandstand A with the tail of the car on fire. Wow. Jeez. Tough go, man. So he's a he's a ghost wow. of the track, man. Rest in peace to Tony. Wow. That, that's insane. Um he uh I don't know, he seemed quite the uh quite the driver. He's the track champion at Milwaukee, 1942, 1946, 1947. Uh kind of ran out through the Midwest, ran some stuff out in california some usac stuff hey our man was close in indy man 1955 he finished second and then in 58 and 59 he had back-to-back fourth place finishes so he was a factor tony was a factor at indy absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. had a lot of issues though jeez yeah tough go racing back then man good lord Uh, yeah reading more and more about it i mean it's just absolutely insane right Tony Bettenhausen, good deal. Ben, thanks for uh, riding with me, filling in here. I got we got a text from Connor. I'm I'm, I'm dead today, fellas. I'm sorry. LOL. <laughs> As expected, uh, being right. in Vegas with that cast of characters out there. So we do we must. Once he gets back, we'll be in full off season mode. We'll have some NASCAR. Our buddy Marco's running coming up in the Xfinity series along with Stage Karam. So we'll keep an eye on that. But then more so, just you know, continuing with IndyCar, what ifs and what has beens and what will bees. Um, yeah, so it's going to be fun. Also, I'm wearing it on our YouTube channel. You'll be able to see it. I posted it on social media at Speed Street Pod. Ben's warned before. We have Speed Street t-shirts. Yes, they are available. Ben, where are they available? Uh, I believe that's DirtyMoMedia.com at the store there. Um, also available if you're in North Carolina. If you go to the Junior Motorsports shop, they're available there. And a little birdie told me, apparently, we'll have to see some photos if anybody is going to Bristol. They might be in the JRM slash like Hendrick Motorsports hauler as well. So if you see those, send us a picture. We'd love to see it. But those uh, will also be traveling. Yes, love that. So check that out this weekend. If you're down in Bristol, they're super comfy. They look clean. They're cool. It's a great logo. Um, and like I said, we're just trying to grow the neighborhood. So get yourself one. Want to see a bunch of them out in the paddock next year, out around tracks. Uh, and we'll keep growing the Speed Street neighborhood, like I said. Um, so again, Thanks to Ben. 
Um, Connor will be back with us next week or the week after, I'm sure. Uh, follow us on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at Speed Street Pod. We got over 1,000 on uh, Instagram. Yep. Over 1,000 yep. followers there. So shout out to all of you. That's very, very great. Thank you very much. Leave us a rating and review when you follow us because we come out with a pod every single week talking the latest in IndyCar, motorsport in general, but specifically IndyCar. Um, the video version on YouTube comes out usually a day after the audio version. We record on Wednesdays, and that'll be out on the Dirty Mo Media YouTube channel um, so you can watch and listen along with us. So we appreciate you guys. Um, thanks again for riding with us throughout our first full IndyCar season. It was a hell of a 2022 and can't wait till 2023. Until then, we'll talk to you next week on Speed Street. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.